1: Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and we've got a great show today. We are going to welcome Nicole Germain from the Women's Small Business Export um expo sorry we've got janine wilborn and she comes to us from touchnology she's been with us before and then we have joyce faulkner uh president of the military writers society of america for one of our writing learning corners we had a lot of fun last month on that one i know i did we got lots of jays today jermaine janine and joyce <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah it's like a tongue twister It's like a tongue twister. Um, Wow. So, um, girls, we've got lots going on in our military arena. And one of the things that I'm really happy about having Nicole Germain on is that with the uh, recent downsizing that's all over the news and we've got these military hire companies coming on, we know that some of these uh, men and women that are uh, transitioning from military to civilian life will become their own business owners. And, of course, Robin, you are. I am. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of us that don't fit nicely, uh, square pegs in a round hole (laughs) (laughs) is usually what happens to me. Um, But uh, that's a great opportunity for our military service men and women because they've got that can-do attitude and um, they come out with some really rocking skills.
2: Absolutely. And and I think these expos are just wonderful. We just had one up here in New Hampshire uh, two weeks ago that just was amazing. And so many people come out. And what's wonderful is to just you get so invigorated to see, wow, she did that. Wow, she did that. And it gives you the inspiration to just go right ahead and say, okay, that's what I needed. I need to know that I can do it, too.
1: Well, it's you know, in all everything we use, all the products we use, all the companies and services we use, just started with an idea.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, usually a need. <laughs> need. That oh, that yeah, the need. I, the, there's always a need, and by need, that by necessity comes invention. That old adage. Right, it's the mother of invention, not the father of invention. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
1: I'm going to throw some other like women empowerment thing in here today because, you know, my son came home from school and he was talking about the cotton gin, you know, and Eli Whitney and how in those days only men could hold patents. You know, women were not, you know, women were considered property. So women and slaves, they couldn't, you know, hold patents in their own name. So it looked like all these men were these great inventors, but they weren't – they weren't inventing these things. Like, you know, think of Eli Whitney. He wasn't out picking cotton. He wasn't stringing this stuff. How on earth did he come up with a better machine? And it turned out, I forget if he said it was either a slave or his wife that actually came up with the, uh, the, the how to of the cotton gin, but because he was a man and only men could hold patents at the time or yeah. something like that, you yeah. know, We really got the shaft, you know, slaves and women, in the inventing of things. But that's not the way it is today. Today we can apply for patents and trademarks and create companies and all these wonderful things. And that's why we're so happy to have... um, opportunity um and to broaden people's horizons and say hey you know what give it a shot in this economy small businesses are doing okay i mean they're doing as well as people who are employed in full-time jobs and taking pay and benefit cuts
2: yeah yeah um it is amazing and i think the only thing that holds anybody back is themselves and i guess that's a little bit um a little bit, uh, so, you know, naive in a way. But uh, in a way, I, I think anybody can just put their mind to it and just say, all right, there's going to be a way. And I think more and more people are thinking outside the box. More and more people are, are really willing to say, okay, this is not going to work for me. How else can I make it work? And I think women are just very, very good at that.
1: Well, and, you know, with free websites today or websites that are a dollar a month, you know, things that make it possible for people to enter into the workforce. And there's so much you can do with an internet connection um, insofar as building your home business. I mean, you just you just can't be beat. And if you're a mother with children like me, you see me run out of the radio show every week <laughs> to go get my kids from school. Um, you can juggle and you can make a living. And I think it's one of those things, Robin, where, you know, I came from. From a family of service members. My family came from Germany and Poland, and they came here and they worked in the factories and they sewed and they worked for Kodak. And, you know, the whole methodology of my family history was get a good job, get benefits, retire. You know, when you're 65, you know, that was the protocol. Well, It didn't happen for me, and it didn't happen um, for a lot of people of my generation, especially in the computer industry, Um, and it was just a natural to form your own company and work from home.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I love the fact that young women have so many opportunities and so many choices now. I think... This is the, the um, not that we haven't been able to do things in recent years and say yours in my generation. I'm a little bit older than you, but so many times I think uh, in our parents' generation, it just was, oh, well, a woman wasn't going to do that. Now it's just completely different, and I love it. I think it's just wonderful.
1: You know, it is, and I think it's it's giving permission, um, you know, permission to say, you know what, you can start your own business, you can do it and can be successful, because that wasn't even in the discussions around the dinner table, it was where were you going to school, what company mm-hmm. would you work for, and, you know, and I have to credit, you know, I always talk badly about my ex-husband, but I'm going to give him actually some good credit today, which, hold on to your hats, there's not an earthquake or a t- monsoon coming, um, <laughs> But uh, he came from a family of entrepreneurs, and they were all self-employed. All the children in his uh, family were self-employed, and that was such a, mm-hmm. an amazing concept to me. And then when I – here comes the insult, because <laughs> you know yeah. it's coming. <laughs> but, but when I saw what they were doing, at least the brothers, the sisters had a good company. I was like, I can do that. I can do that yeah. better. Um, so you know it's interesting when you see an opportunity and go, gee, I can do that, and that's what we're hoping to do today on Military Mom Talk Radios. Give you that opportunity, and every week to follow your dream to build a company, to manage your life and your family. Um, you know what? We need to go to Doris with the news yes. you can use. She has an announcement coming from Black Eagle Force, and uh, she has some ratings she wants to talk about.
3: Yes, I do. Happy March, everyone. It's March. And remember, announcement first, n- announcement, this weekend, daylight savings time begins. And we move uh, the clock, yes, and we move the clocks one hour forward. Longer days. Yay! Anyway. <laughs> okay. I guess nobody else is excited. Um <laughs> I do have uh, some great news from uh, the news programs on television. They just had a survey that came out for their ratings, and my favorite guys, the uh, fair and balanced people of the O'Reilly Factor, came out number one. Three cheers. And also, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. And uh, even bigger news, the Fox News station took the first 12 spots. And, yes, I said the first 12. With my other main guy, Sean Hannity, coming in at number two. And my main gal, Greta Van Susteren, came in at number five. So, guys, all I can say is if you want the real news, you got to go to Fox News. So... Okay, and my other announcement is for our listeners who also like to read action packed books of a military persuasion. A couple of weeks ago, if you guys remember, we had two military veterans that have turned uh, award winning authors. Their names were Buck Steinke and Ken Farmer. Remember those guys? Yeah. And they, yeah, and they were on this show talking about their book series called Black Eagle Force. Well, anyway, uh, they reached out to me and said for the next two weeks they are having a sale on their two books, Black Eagle Force, Eye of the Storm and Black Eagle Force, Sacred Mountain. And you can purchase these books at the sale price of seventeen forty nine plus a small uh, shipping charge. And this is the best thing. The authors will autograph the books for you. And I think that is very cool. And I'm personally reading The Eye of the Storm right now, and it is very hard for me to put down. It is riveting. So I highly recommend our listeners go to the website, www.blackeagleforce.com, and pick up these autographed books right now. Remember, we have some holiday events coming up. we got uh, Easter, Mother's Day, and Father's Day. And it would be great to buy these beautiful books, signed copies to give as
4: gifts.
2: And that's my news for the day. That's great. And we wanted, we did enjoy having Ken and, and Buck on. They were great guests. A couple of weeks ago. So if anybody missed those segments, they can always check out our podcasts on either iTunes or at militarymomtalkradio.com. Um, did we have? Did we have another bit of news, Sandra? Or are you all set? I can't remember. Well, um, the only news that I know coming up is that Girl Scout
1: cookies are out. <laughs> yeah. they're
2: still out. Yeah. Next week, gals, I'm going to have to take a little bit of time out of the show because next week. On March 12th, we are celebrating our 100th birthday. We are just so proud of that. Wow. Um, Girl Scouting started it on March 12th, 1912, with uh, about 18 girls. And Juliet Lowe's mission is now uh, involving millions of girls around the world, actually, not just here in America, but around the world. So we are, um, we are very, very excited that. Yes, I'll certainly let people know all about our Girl Scout cookies. By the way, we send hundreds of thousands of boxes to our troops overseas, and we're really proud of that mission. Coming up on the other side of the break, we've got uh, coming up, we are going to meet Nicole Germain. She is from NJG Communications, and she has a lot of information about the fabulous Moms Women's Small Business Expo. You'll want to stay tuned on Military Mom Radio
0: are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system keeping the home fires burning well that's what we're here for it's military mom talk radio with sandra beck and robin boyd and we'll be right back after these
5: second chances we all deserve them and we are all worthy of them For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of Second Chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for second chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo. Dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And a statue
0: of Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd.
1: Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Robin Boyd and Doris becky and our guest coming up is Nicole Germain, and she is the brainchild CEO superstar behind uh, the Women's Small Business Expo, and they're going to be doing something this Saturday for Military Moms. Uh, Nicole, are you with us? I am. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, and thank you for tweeting about us. We saw the <laughs> man, and I was like,
6: you go, girl, you get it. All right, you can come back. <laughs>
7: this happy is really it. exciting. This looks wonderful. Yes, we are so excited about this event. It is an event for women small business owners, and it's called the Fabulous Moms Women Small Business Expo and Conference. And it's not just an expo, but it's an opportunity for women small business owners to connect with one another, network, and share resources, and then also an opportunity to market, sell, promote their products and services. And also an opportunity to learn about marketing, social media marketing, branding, sales, um, business finance 101, all the things that women need to know once they're starting a business or if they already have a business going. So it's an all-encompassing, grueling weekend, but you walk away feeling empowered and have the resources and information that you need to sort of take your business to the next level.
1: Well, and Nicole, that's so important because, you know, one of the things that happens with small business owners, Robin's one, and I'm one. Um, you're so busy working in your business, you know, to get things done, what you do to, you know, make your business, that working on your business is really hard, and going to an expo like yours where you get information that says, hey, you need to have this in place for your overall business strategy, or this is a great idea to promote almost like you need to be two people, the worker be in your company, and then the person that's running and working only on your company, and it's so funny because I was talking to my dad on the ride home yesterday and I said, Dad, you know, I really appreciate you watching the kids yesterday. I was able to go through my books and see like oh it was like two thousand dollars or something that I'm still owed by clients from March of last year. Well he's like, Well you know, my friend he would just hire someone and I'm thinking, you know, Dad, if I had that money <laughs> I would do it, but I don't I would so. do it, but I don't. And most small right. business owners have to be the marketing right. professional, the accounting professional, the, you know, right. and then of course be good at what they're doing in their company.
7: Exactly. And it it is, very hard, especially if you're a mom and you're trying to do, run a business and raise a family and take care of a household. It's hard work. And so what we want to do with this event is really offer those resources so women can take the information that they receive at this event and apply it to their business throughout the year. And one of the key things that we're doing this year is each year we honor a special segment of women. And this year we're honoring military moms. And what we want to do with the event is on Saturday of the event, we'll have a fashion show. We'll have a number of people to come out and sort of show their appreciation for these women. And so we're so grateful to have a number of our um representative from our state of maryland to come out and really sort of show that appreciation and say a few words of thank you to these women for the sacrifices that they make every day um, for this country and so we just really want to take this opportunity this year at this um, um, expo to really show our appreciation for these women so we'll have a fashion show We'll do a special tribute um, to military moms. So we're looking forward to that. That's a special segment that we're having at our event this year. Wow.
2: Yeah. Now we should mention <laughs> we're talking about the event, but we should mention right. where the event is. <laughs> yes, it is Saturday, March seventeenth, from 11 a.m. to 4
7: p.m. at the Arundel Mills Mall. Is that yes? Actually, correctly? actually, the event is a three-day event, so we have it oh, on wonderful. Friday, March sixteenth. So we have our networking on Friday, March sixteenth, and again mm-hmm. that's in Hanover, Maryland. And mm-hmm. then on Saturday we have our vending opportunity. That is from 10 a.m. to 9 9 p.m. and so again, women small business owners are able to bring their products and services out, and they're there to promote, market, and sell that. At the expo, we have a number of entertainment, but this year, part of sort of what we're doing from our stage is the tribute to military moms. So that's that's going to be from one, I'm sorry, from 12 noon to 2 p.m. We'll have that tribute to military moms with a fashion show with a number of speakers, with some performances, um, again, just showing our appreciation for these women. And then on Sunday at the event, we have our workshops and then later on in the afternoon, the vending opportunity opens again. So we have the expo, and and vendors are able to come out to bring their products and services to sell and promote. So it's three days. It's physically grueling, as I mentioned before, but <laughs> again, you walk away with the the experience, the network of women, because this there's like a hundred to 150 women small business owners that are participating in this event. So. They are the resources, they are your network, so we're there to connect and really share our resources and our knowledge with each other.
2: Isn't that great? Now, is this the first event of this kind? Is this a a first annual, or have you been doing this for quite a while?
7: Well, actually, this is our second um, Fabulous Moms Women Small Business Expo and Conference, Um, and in In fact, we have been doing these events on a smaller scale for a very long time, but we really sort of – came together put our brains together and came out with a big event last year and now this is our biggest event each year we have this women's small business expo and conference event so it's really our second annual but we've been doing this for a while in terms of bringing women together to promote and market and to learn new um, skills and techniques to sort of help them um, take their business to the next level
2: that's really great That's really great. And we also, I see on your flyer here, you have a website, FabulousMomsExpo.com. Is there some information on this website post-event? So if somebody is living in um, Montana, they could certainly log in here and find some information?
7: Absolutely. There will be information on also on our Facebook, not only the website, but also on our Facebook, which is Fabulous Moms, www.facebook.com, backslash Fabulous Moms, um, and you can find information updates. Um, we also have a twitter page and you can find us at hashtag #fabulousmomsexpo and updates will be going continuously um throughout the the conference and even after the conference there will be information there about the event
2: that's fabulous i hope yes. you get lots of pictures and and share them with us so we'd love to have some pictures especially of your fashion show
7: oh yeah, that absolutely would be fun. We'll be- yes because these are moms with their kids so it's so sweet for them to be able to share that experience with their kids and you should see some of these moms they really really enjoy getting their hair done and their makeup and just putting on beautiful clothes and just strutting their stuff on that stage they're just fabulous yes they really enjoy it and um we just really want to sort of again, show our appreciation for these wonderful women that you know, do so much within their community and, um, you know, um, and work so very hard with, for their family, and we just want to show our appreciation for them. So all of our models this year are all military moms, so we are, again, showing our appreciation that way as well. Now, is there
1: anything we can do? Are you guys going to live stream online? You going to do anything where we can? Do you have a fan book page, something where we can go and see what you're doing?
7: Uh, we don't have live stream this year, but what we do have is Facebook and Twitter, and that, and we have a Flickr page as well, uh, where folks can keep up to date in terms of what's going on to see some sh- um, pictures from the event itself. Well, if you um, shoot
5: any
1: video, let us know. We'd love to see it, especially we if the military will. moms.
7: Yeah, we will have video, so we'll definitely send that your way. But, but you know, all fun. the vendors and the women that participate in this event, again, they're, um, it, it, it's, it, it's a lot of, it's many women that participate. But what I really want to sort of focus on is that these women volunteer in their community. They produce these wonderful products and services within their community. They take care of their families, and that's what makes them fabulous. And that's what, you know, when they bring their products and services out, they're showing sort of their passion and their creativity, and we just really sort of want to honor that and show our appreciation for that because you know, a mom's, moms work very hard, and it's wonderful to sort of see them come out and sort of um, sh- show their creativity in terms of their products and their services that they offer to the community.
1: Well, and Nicole, what would you say if you have like 30 seconds, what would your best piece of advice be to one of our women uh, want to
7: be entrepreneurs today? Network, network, network. It's amazing. The contacts that you make, they can be resources. They can be a soundboard for you. It's just wonderful in order to reach out within your community, reach out to other mom entrepreneurs, reach out to moms in general, and just make that connection because, again, they can be your voice, the voice for your company. They can be the voice for your product. And it's just an opportunity to really sort of, to share your dream, your passion with the community. Network, network, network. That's sort of my advice to everyone.
2: Perfect advice, and and all the more strength and power and success for you and your organization. Uh, thank you so much, Nicole. We want to repeat again: FabulousMomsExpo.com. dot com. We want right. to let everybody know that uh, they should visit the Arundel Mills Mall in Hanover, Maryland, this weekend. And you said it starts actually on Friday. Uh, actually, you'll find- it's,
7: it's- It's actually March 16th, 17th, and 18th. So it's not this weekend coming up, but the following weekend.
2: Great, great. Okay. And all of that information, schedule, and whatnot will be on the fabulousmomsexpo.com website or on their Facebook page. We'll definitely want to stay in touch with you. Thanks so much, Nicole, and good luck. Have Thank a wonderful you. time. You too. <laughs> Coming Thanks up so in our next segment after the break, we'll have Janine Wilburn. She visits us from Touchnology. We always love when Janine visits us. Uh, Touchnology is a connection kit and product designed to bring resiliency connection and communication and healing to families in challenging situations. You will want to stay tuned for that and in our third segment or actually our fourth segment because we're (laughs) already in the second segment, aren't we? (laughs) We've But Joyce Faulkner, in the wing, waiting. We've got lots of great things to share with you from Military Writers Society of America. Lots more to come on Military Mom Talk Radio. Stay tuned.
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand comes
5: Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on TokiNet.com. Lindale
3: Link is... Lindell's first and only internet radio broadcast.
5: Holly, tell us about
3: it. It's really something from my heart that I want to be teamwork um, for the entire community to get the word out about everything that's going on here. We're talking to the entire community of Lindell. This is not limited to just businesses or just parents or just teachers. Simply to get the word out about your cause or your company... You must go to where the people are. And today, people are on the Internet.
5: Lindale Link.
3: Lindale, Texas is a growing chain of business, education, commerce, community. Together, Lindale Link can create one strong chain of communication.
5: Check out LindaleLink.com and then check out Lindale Link, the radio show. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand. Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Have you been laid off? with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday night at 8, 7 Central here on TogiNet.com. I love
0: this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Mom Talk Radio on TogiNet.com
1: Hey, Military Moms, that was the funniest noise. I think that was Military Moms' impression of a machine gun.
2: (laughs) All I could think of is, you know, that auto-tuning that they do, (laughs) the rappers do or whatever, you know, or Cher did it. Cher was one of the first ones to do it on with that auto-tuning noise, you know. (laughs)
1: Well, that's fun. To me, it's sounds like a machine gun. I'm like, okay, we've got new machine guns coming out. There's one, I guess, that fires like a million rounds a minute. I mean, it's insane. And I'm like, <laughs> this is what happens when your dad comes to live with you, and he's 78, and he's former Navy. The military channel is on in my house. Oh, I
2: mean, it's it's on in our house all the time, too, honestly.
1: <laughs> 24-7, 24-7. Yep. But I'll tell you, it's a cool channel. I mean, I was watching yeah. this uniform thing the other day where they were testing uniforms. Like, I didn't realize how much work went into making a uniform and yeah. they were blasting it with bullets and they were burning it and you know all this stuff and the kids and I were having a great time we're like
2: whoa look at that <laughs> that one. Um, and there's a History 2 channel now as well that we we tune into a lot. But And Modern Marvels does an awful lot too. I love the technology behind a lot of this stuff. They were talking about shoes, the, the soles of shoes for uh, combat boots. The, the diversity that each type of combat boot needs. Amazing. it is. Well, you know, the one thing, you know,
1: like just things you don't, at least I don't think about. They were talking about, when you talk about shoes and, um, and uh, what call it uniforms they were saying how they had to make a cost-effective way to make uniforms and the boots and stuff to fit women because our hips are wider and our ankles right. are narrower you know and of course my dad looks by and he goes yep you would need that <laughs> <gasps> that's oh that's what they do um way to go you know. dad Yep, it's all good. It's all good. It makes me laugh. I love it. I love the time I get with my dad. I'm so lucky. Um, For those of you that get the opportunity to have your parent come live with you, Robin, your mother lives with you, too. I mean, you get to enjoy them with all the memories of a child, but all the wherewithal of an adult, and I think it's really outstanding.
2: It is. And it's just a wonderful, I love multi-generational homes. We've had, we've lived with my mother since 1994. So the kids were young when we moved here uh, to take care of her. So yep, it's, it is wonderful. Um, it, it's a super gift. Well, we've got a great gift today in
1: Janine Wilburn. Uh, she is the owner of a company called Technology. Uh, that's one of the reasons we have her on here today. But the big reason we have her on today is that she is someone that I would like to offer up to our female military personnel who are mothers who are struggling with post-traumatic stress. Now, Janine's post-traumatic stress came from an accident. It didn't come from military service but pts post-traumatic stress whether you want to call it a ptsd disorder or not is up for debate but the fact of the matter is we have not in this country had a history of women soldiers women airmen women uh, naval personnel serve and come back with post-traumatic stress at least not publicly and with one out of every five service well, we can have to call them service personnel now, being a woman, because mm-hmm. they're not servicemen. Mm-hmm. Um, 20% of our armed forces are female. We really need to raise the awareness on how women deal with PTSD and just to make it a little more fun how women who are mothers deal with post traumatic stress and post traumatic stress disorder. Uh, Janine, welcome.
4: Nice to be back. Yeah.
1: I'm glad to have you back. It's very, very hard to find someone who can come out and speak publicly about suffering from post-traumatic stress while raising a child. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's enough to give you post-traumatic stress. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, that is. That is. And then have your child later in life, and then you can at some point add menopause in there. <laughs> at one point, one of my uh, uh, neurosurgeons turned to me and said, do you just think you're going crazy sometimes? And I said, "Oh my goodness!" No, no, not yet. <laughs> but you
1: know, um, how, how did you know where one ended and one began? You know, because I had postpartum depression with my second child, and I just thought it was because I worked full time, juggling two kids, you know, two hour commute on the freeway, and a cheating husband. You know, how? <laughs> it's like how do you know where <laughs> one ends and the that other begins? Be- yeah, that would do it. <laughs>
4: that, that would definitely do it. Um, You know what I found out is it didn't matter. It actually didn't matter which one it was. Um, The truth of the matter was is that I knew I was responding to things in a way that was unlike the person I knew myself to be. And it was like, okay, wait a minute. And so I went on a search to find out, well, how could, you know, how could this really help me uh, what can, i've got there's got to be an answer somewhere, and um, you know a lot of times things like um you know different kinds of pharmaceuticals they, they just didn't work for me. Um, I ended up with more side effects and feeling worse, and so I started to do a lot of research, which then you know led to my business but in the area of this um, neuroscience called neuroplasticity and figuring out what could I do for myself and I picture it like I have a tool chest and I have a, a lot of different tools in my tool chest so when that feeling comes on and the best I can describe that feeling is it I can feel it I feel like I'm at a top and someone's starting to wind it and I, and I can feel the winding beginning and just I start to feel that little winding beginning, I now go to my tool chest. Because otherwise, once it got to a certain point, it just kept going, it kept going, and then at some point, I would explode. And that would be, you know, I'd be scurrying for cover, going someplace where I could be private, because I just knew it just was going to, literally felt like it just had to pour out of me in some way, shape, or form, and I wanted to do that privately. But I would feel exhausted, upset, and shamed after those would happen even if I could do that in private. So I wanted well, no, to find just, these hold tools. on,
1: I want to stop you for a second and give our readers maybe a little bit of insight. Is it similar to how you feel like when you're when you have like in a very small way, PMS. And you're like, like, like the other day I was trying to get stuff out of this frozen ice cream jug and I couldn't get it out. Now, normally I would have run it under hot water, eased it out. I was like, you know, and just, and it was a completely different response than that was normally me. It was, and I felt so tight and so frustrated. And so, you know, and I behaved in a manner that's not usually like me. Is that something similar to what you experienced? Yeah, I think it's,
4: it's similar, but there's, um, there's a part when it gets started, I've noticed with the, the PSD, when it gets started, it's really hard to stop. Um, and that's where, I don't know if you, that's where when, when I hear the word, like syndrome, it's that. It's like, wait a minute, now there's a cycle, and I have to go all the way through the cycle. It's just how intense is that cycle going to be? And so the sooner, the earlier I can stop it, um, makes the, the whole cycle seem a lot less intense and the, you, being able to utilize different tools. And so now it can get to a point where like, let's say for example, since it was in a car accident, you know, I'm, I'm driving along and someone and I'm in a near accident situation, you know, it, it'll be, my heart will start to raise. It will throw me and here I am driving. It will throw me right into that. Now I'm driving and I may have a carload full of kids. What do you do that can keep yourself keep them safe uh, because clearly i can't go into this spiral i feel like a sort of the tasmanian devil do you remember that cartoon character oh, yeah. and it's that and then it's going to explode so it's like how can i stop it so one of the things i do is is i use a lot of gratitude i will start to the minute the minute i feel the tiniest little bit of trigger i will start to run through gratitude statements and I just go over and, over and over and over and over again and over and over and over and over again until finally it will start to calm down. Because otherwise I will get to that point where I just need to, whether it's yell or just really feel like I've got to, you know, let loose. And the more active you are, you, you, you can't do that. Um, and it's, it, it was being able to come up with some of these other tools that allowed me to feel like I had control back. Because that was one of the biggest things is there's this feeling of lack of control. Because you don't know what's going to trigger you, and you don't know when it's going to trigger you. It could be you step into a, a building and it's too cold, and all of a sudden that triggers you, um, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" Um, and I started to, especially since I had physical issues and was, you know, my arms and legs were, or my hands and arms were paralyzed for a while. Mm. I just could stay really, really quiet and have my life be really small. But once I started to get physically better and I wanted more of my life back, I needed to have those tools um, so that I could. And- not have it happen. Building
2: those, and building those tools or, or discovering those tools, I think, is key too. We've only got a few more minutes before the break. Uh, how did you de- develop or discover those tools, Janine? Um, I,
4: I, well, one thing I could do is I researched on the net and I read everything I could. Um, and then I practiced. Um, I tried everything that I could find out about, I tried it. I tried it, I tried it, I tried it, um, and to see what would work. And I would tell my husband about it, and I would tell my son about it, and then they'd be like, okay, how is this working? You know, are you, seen, yeah. are you seeing a difference? Um, and then when my son got really, really sick, I used those tools for him. Um, and then we took it into our company, and we've done a lot of research with military families and with service members, both active and, um, and retired, uh, and we got, we got similar feedback um, on how these things work.
2: Wow. So are a lot of your tools available to share with others um, if they were to visit technology.com and it's T O U C H
4: dash dot com. Yes, it would be great. we love to hear from people. Um, right now, the, we do have some products that are available through our store, which you can see on our mm-hmm. website, but also we're doing a lot of work with the different military branches, and we're working with the Yellow Ribbon Reintegration Program out of the Pentagon, the Purple Ribbon. And so if you have a, a group that would like to get a hold of some of our kids that do this kind of work, because we have them ranging for children and teens and uh, wounded service members and their families and for during deployment and reintegration after deployment. We, we have things to cover all of that. Um, so please shoot me an email and I will make sure that you get to the right person.
2: Wonderful. Janine, it's always wonderful. We are always just uplifted every time we talk to you. You have certainly met the challenge and, and surpassed and exceeded beyond anyone. <laughs> All of your doctors, I'm sure, would agree with that. <laughs> well,
4: thank you. Thank you. Well, you them, know, a you busy are, mom, you don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. That's true. You're an amazing woman, Janine. Oh, thank thank you. you. We want everyone to visit you at touch technology.com Janine Wilburn, thank you so much on the other side of the break we have Joyce Faulkner, she is going to chat with us and our author's corner about how to know when your work, that you are so dedicated to writing will be ready for publication Joyce has lots to share with us right after the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these.
5: If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Power. For more information on The Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's The Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Togenet.com. ministry is filled with both highs and lows, victories, and struggles. It can be the best job in the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring. Tending the Heart of Ministry with Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central. Join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the the place ministry truly begins for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so join us for an hour that just might change your life it's wellspring tending the heart of ministry with host joanna weaver thursday afternoons at 5 p.m central on TogiNet.com. put a boot in your ass it's the american way help the Sam put your name at the top of his list
1: Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Doris Rivas-Brecky and Robin Boyd. Our guest, first segment, if you missed it, was Nicole Germain. You should check her out. She's the brainchild behind the Women's Small Business Expo. Then we welcome Janine Wilborn of Touchology. She talked a little bit about what it's like to be a mom living with PTSD or post-traumatic stress. And now we're going to welcome Joyce Faulkner, the president of Military Writers Society of America. But before we do, we have a little update from from Shining Service Worldwide, which is one of the charitable endeavors that helps military women and especially military women in transition, they got their military honorary chair today um, for their upcoming event, and their upcoming event is to um, to get a home in New York City where women can go and get information, get treatments, get therapy, get all sorts of things. So Linda Franklin has worked very hard with Shining Service worldwide, along with Todd Ubino of uh, the uh, Island Advantage Realty to try to get a home donated from one of our big lenders like Wells Fargo, Bank of America. And they're doing a fundraising event in a couple months. And Sharon Sweeting Lindsay, who was inducted to the Veterans Hall of Fame last year, um, and has been instrumental in getting a house, a couple homes, actually, for homeless vets in Queens, New York, has agreed to be their honorary chair, which is really, really exciting. So well done, Linda Franklin. Well done, Shining Service Worldwide. And now, without further ado, we're going to welcome Joyce Faulkner. And she is going to walk us through some publishing information, how to know when your manuscript is ready to be published. And Joyce, you are the president of Military Society, Records. Military Society of America. Welcome El Presidente.
6: <laughs> well, thank you. It's very nice <laughs> to be back.
1: I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So what, what are you going to teach us this month?
6: Well, if you remember the last month we had uh, Lila Levinson on, and she talked about just sitting down and writing and not not correcting yourself and creating this big lump of clay. Well, now that you have the big lump of clay, uh, you have to turn it into something that possibly somebody else would want to read. You have to create your, your wonderful statue out of that. And the question is, when are you done? And when are you ready for other people to look at it? and there are several techniques that that uh you can use uh and we're going to be talking uh next month about uh getting an editor and what uh what you need with an editor but i want to mention uh today working with an editor because that can be uh an exalting experience or it can break your heart. Uh, So when you get ready to really be serious about a piece of uh, uh, work that you want to publish, you have to let somebody else read it, that somebody else will notice everything about it that you meant to say but didn't. And everything that you didn't say and you should have, and uh, start working on it in general. So it's a kind of a raw experience. Oh, uh, you might segment. want to let, yeah, you might want to let that one go to a little yeah. bit further down the pike, uh, because a professional editor is there to to make your work professional, to make it publishable. Uh, before you go there though there are a couple of other places there are actually a lot of other places that you can go to prepare yourself for that eventuality and uh, the first that I would suggest is uh, do you have uh, a friend or someone that you know who also is an author and uh, it would be nice if you had somebody who has already been through the process and is published Uh, I know that Sometimes our uh, connections aren't always that good uh, in the beginning. But that's a big help. I've always found it very helpful to to toss something up against somebody else who has some experience, and and they will very often recognize that, you know, you need to go back and and work on this again. Um, you need to uh, learn the rules uh, of of what works for people and what doesn't work. Uh, for example. We have audiences today who grew up with CSI. You get in, you make your point, you get out in an hour. So long descriptions and things like that, uh, there's nothing wrong with it in general, but your audiences today probably won't stay, stay around to that. So having somebody who's published and understands that is a big help. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another uh, approach you can take is a critique group, and uh, that's a, a a bunch of people who get together. Some have published, some aren't. Some are, of them are just like you. And sometimes that's a gentler way to throw your baby out there and let people look at it as it potters around. Um, And you can find critique groups online. You can find critique groups sometimes at your public library uh, and certainly at your local colleges and and, uh, you can even uh, announce on a Facebook page, hey, I'd like to form a critique group and put something together. It is always a good idea to have at least one person as moderator to keep things moving, and at least one person who has been through the process before. And it probably doesn't make sense to have more than maybe five at a time. Uh, Libraries and coffee shops are a good place to go where it's quiet and you can sit down and really discuss. The other thing that you can do is a a professional writers' group, and that's what Military Writers' Society of America is. Um, We have uh, Facebook pages where you can ask questions. We have blogs on our website. We have forums. Uh, Our people are very good about uh, helping a newbie, as we call you, uh, to (laughs) sit down and look at your work (laughs) Um, and say, you know, hey, we understand. We've been there. Um, And and this is something. And and you will find, too, that there there are different kinds of uh, material. If you are writing for a child, Uh, That's one kind of thing. If you are writing science fiction, it's another. If you're writing history, it's another. But if you are writing a memoir and this is about you personally, uh, it's sometimes very difficult to let people talk and let people see it uh, because it's you. Uh, So in that case, that's why uh, our group is very good because Mm. many, many of our people have done memoirs before which I think is particularly
2: difficult: Could I just um, ask you quickly, Joyce sure. are, you, are you on your website with your membership? Do you have virtual critique groups that people could participate in?
6: You know, we do not have a virtual critique group as uh, per se, but we do oh, okay. have groups of people that get together, um, mm-hmm. and they can get together uh, on Facebook uh, with a chat or uh, with a telephone call. Uh, it's always a good idea to read your material out loud anyway, and to read mm-hmm. it out loud and let somebody hear it is a good idea. Uh, so for those reasons, I think sometimes the, the personal approach at this stage of the game um, yeah. might be more helpful. Wonderful.
2: Um,
6: there are a couple of things I would warn against, though, um, and that is uh, going to the gripe sites, and I'm sure that's what we call them, as the gripe sites. And that's where people go that that, uh, have been disappointed or they're angry or they're putting out a lot of uh, information that may not be useful to you. Um, So it makes sense to find somebody that's very positive at this point Mm -hmm. of the game. Um, And you want to make sure that your expectations are uh, reasonable. Uh, you know, you look at it and this is the very first thing that you've done and it might be fairly short and you've only had one person look at it and to, to, to believe that if you're gonna package it up and send it off and a, an agent's gonna scoop it up and it's gonna become the next Harry Potter might be a little, you know, too ambitious and, and not realistic. It's always a good yeah. idea to look at your material at this stage and say, where am I? How am I? You know, I have books that I worked on for know, 10 years
2: <laughs> wow. before they're yeah. ready. But if they're not ready, they're not ready. And I think they're if your ready. name is going to go on a book, you want it to be the best work you can do. So if, I would say, if if there are uh, if if there's something that you're just not feeling is right, then it's worth waiting on it.
6: It is, and you, you you really have to kind of put things aside for a while. Like I'll write a book, finish it up, celebrate, have my bottle of wine. Put it in the drawer for two or three months, and yeah, then come back and yeah. look at it. And your baby now has all kinds of warts on it. <laughs> you see it. You, know, you fall in love with what you intend to say, and you sometimes can't see what you left out and what you did say. So you need that break from it.
2: I agree. I've I've typed for a number of different manuscripts, and it's so true. I will send it back. Uh, in it will go to a couple of editors, or it will go to uh, people for review. And when it comes back, there are so many changes. But I might not see that author for another month and a half or two months, like you say. Um, they needed that time to just let it digest and and put it out there. Joyce, I want to make sure that people know how to contact you. uh, First of all, what is your website over at Military Writers Society?
6: It is very easy. It's militarywriters with an S.com. Wonderful. uh, we we welcome people to come, uh, people who you don't have to be published to, to join us. Our dues are inexpensive. They're like $30 a year. Um, and you will find a lot of wonderful people who are very eager to help and supportive while you're going through these beginning steps.
2: Well, we have just been so uh, grateful for all of the people with Military Writers Society of America who have been visiting us, Joyce, and we do thank you. We're going to look forward to seeing you again next month. We'll have some more publishing tips from you, um, and we thank you for all of this great information for today. We want everybody to go to MilitaryWriters.com and find out more about uh, putting your thoughts about your military experience thoughts historic, Anecdotes, whatever, uh, into print. Next week, we want everybody to tune in. We have Linda Jefferson coming from Go Army Homes. She'll talk to us a little bit about some PCS moves. Everybody needs to know more about that. We always have a have a move uh, on the, on the move some at some point in time. Debbie Gregory is going to visit us. She's our dear friend from MilitaryConnection.com, and we'll have Dr. Jody Bramer visiting us. She again is a good friend. Lots of great information coming from Jody. Stay tuned next week. We've got all this coming your way right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Have a great week, everyone.